Hi there, my name is Jane Anderson and welcome to today's podcast. I'm super excited about introducing our very special guest today. But before I do, I thought I would share with you a few things that are kind of happening around the traps and uh, some events that are coming up and how you can get more involved. So for those, if this is the first time you're listening, uh, so my name is Jane Anderson. I am a strategic communications expert and I specialize in three specific areas. One is personal branding, the other one is content creation, and then the third one is all around building a tribe and how to build a community of people around your message uh, and for you as a leader. So I specific, specifically tend to work with not just experts in their field, but particularly with people who help experts in their field. So I spend a lot of my time working with marketing consultants, business managers, um, and helping people who are practitioners out there working with some of the methodologies that I've built, particularly around a program called Expert to Influencer, uh, and uh, LinkedIn and content creation and all sorts of stuff. So feel free, I'd love for you to connect. I'm on LinkedIn, of course, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, um, and you can also go to jane-anderson.com and you can take the influencer indicator where you can identify your marketing and lead generation gaps and to identify particularly for you if you are looking to become an expert in your field you can identify the specific gaps that you have in your practice to help you to identify where you need to um, spend the time energy effort and sometimes and actually rarely money everything that's in the uh, indicator is everything that's in there is all things that um, don't cost anything so you should be able to go in and identify where you need to start to be able to build your practice as an expert uh, to become an influencer a thought leader and to really be positioned in your field um, some of the things we've been working on I've just come off the back of a content creation boot camp that I ran on the Gold Coast last weekend um, so I had uh, an innovation expert I had a resilience expert uh, we had someone who's an expert in res uh, insolvency another one in deportment um, and etiquette so you know we get such a range of people who have expertise in such a range of areas which I'm super grateful to work with um, but the best thing is is that the methodologies that I teach can apply to any of those um, so we do have some more content creation boot camps coming up in 2020 so we have a virtual one coming up shortly so that's coming up in March we have um, uh, other ones coming up in great locations we'll have Noosa later in the year and fingers crossed well, I have booked it we just haven't put it up on the website is Queenstown I don't know if you've been to Queenstown but this is the perfect opportunity to come and do some awesome work unpack your IP and your, your um, thoughts uh, to be able to build your infopreneur practice if you like and go to Queenstown and hang out with some cool people too so if you haven't already jump on the website as I said you can um, take the influencer indicator you'll start to get information about programs that are coming up and uh, of course that way you can stay in touch uh, we also have a very exciting program which is called Content Club which has uh, which I'll be releasing just in the next day or so which will be super exciting and it's even if you are um, uh, outside Australia like maybe you want some accountability to unpack your content make sure you're doing that every month um, if you jump on the website I can't say too much but by the time you hear this will be out uh, and but what we'll be doing is uh, I work with experts to help them unpack that IP and we jump on once a month and do that together so really looking forward to seeing that come out so you will see that very soon 
So, however, but today, today I have a very special guest for you. And the reason why I'm interviewing this person is because um, I've been working with experts and in particular, not just business managers that work within their practice, but with marketing consultants who specifically work with experts in their field as well. So the challenge I was finding is that um, with marketing experts and marketing consultants is that the marketing methodology used to market an expert is quite often a little bit different than it is for a normal business. Uh, when you're doing personality marketing or marketing a human being is there's a whole lot of extra work that goes into positioning, um, consolidating their, their uh, message in the market, um, how they get on stages, how they get leads from the stage. You know, there's a whole lot of other different tasks tactics um, that come out of a bigger strategy to make sure that their practice grows. So I have decided to interview our very first expert to influencer practitioner. Her name is Sally Curtis. So uh, Sally is an expert in, um, so her background was in uh, local area marketing, but she's really known as the marketing problem solver. She's based in Adelaide and she's a strategic thinker, but she also has got this beautiful balance of being strategic as well as an implementer and getting stuff done. Uh, she works specifically with consultants, coaches, trainers, thought leaders, all that space, um, and their business managers to help them stay clear in their focus and make sure that strategic implementation is really getting done. Um, she's worked with a lot of uh, Australia's leading experts and international entrepreneurs, uh, and she really helps them to really exponentially grow their practices. Um, and she has really innovative methods of putting planning in place, marketing lead gen and leading a team. Um, and, and LinkedIn as well. So she's got over 25 years experience in marketing and business development and sales. Uh, she has a number of methodologies she uses to really increase those sales, leverage resources, build connections. Um, and what I love most about Sally is she truly cares. She is a huge advocate for her clients. She truly does treat them like they are her friends because they usually are. Um, and she has an incredible amount of trust and respect with her clients. Clients. So what I wanted to do today was introduce you to her and uh, and jump on the podcast and listen to her. So let's take a listen. All right, so here we are and welcome to our very, very special episode today. As I said, I have a fantastic guest today and I've been dying to get her onto the podcast and for her to uh, share a bit of her story about how she's how she's evolved into her practice into becoming one of our expert to influencer practitioners. So as I said in the intro, Sally is one of our very special expert to influencer practitioners. She's based in Adelaide and, um, and she's our very first practitioner. She's the most experienced practitioner using the methodology. So, uh, so thrilled to have you online, Sally. Thanks so much. I know how busy you are. So thank you so much for joining us. You're most welcome, Jane. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And welcome and hello, everyone. <laughs> so, Sally, your background. So, you know, I've obviously gone through it in the, in the introduction, but it's always great to hear, you know, from the person who's built their practice because the people who are listening today are really people who are probably thinking about um, uh, how to build their practice as we're either a marketing consultant, a marketing practitioner, even somebody who's implementing methodology, but walk, walk us through, like how, tell us about your practice. How did you sort of start? How long you've had it type of people you work with all that sort of thing. 
Yeah, certainly. So my background is uh, predominantly business development and sales, and I've done that across a number of different uh, industries, um, mm -hmm. both as a, an employee and an employer at different times. Um, and I had a love of uh, knowledge and training, um, so found myself, like a lot of people, uh, entrenched in the personal development industry, um, ended up being a crew member, um, and I really just loved that whole speaking, knowledge sharing, um, etc. So I found myself uh, working with some of the great um, Australian and international uh, speakers, just at the time helping them fill rooms, so putting bums on seats. Um, and I uh, seem to be quite good at that. I've been very, very good at um, networking networks. Um, yeah. And I discovered the LinkedIn tool uh, very early on and probably didn't know what I was quite doing, but um, <laughs> found it and continued on. So I've always had that role of uh, coach and teacher and mentor and helping people to grow. Um, and through that, my, my community have ended up calling me the marketing problem solver, um, yeah. which has been nice. So that's where the, the practice sort of has um, evolved to. Uh, and now um, since doing the training, obviously it's involved, uh, evolved into really specifically helping the, uh, the speakers and the trainers um, be, more, be more visible, but spend more time at the front of the room instead of behind the computer. Um, yes. so, <laughs> do a lot more implementation, um, a lot more looking at um, their practice with fresh eyes and seeing where their uh, leverage spots are and their maximisation spots are and just helping them choreograph to get more leverage um, is something I really seem to hone in on and do very, very well. Yeah, so because Sally and I met as a result of being in PSA, which was terrific. And I remember when I got to see um, Sally speak, you know, you had you've come from a background of like obviously marketing and working with you obviously know a lot of speakers and but one of the things that stood out to me that you obviously had a lot of experience in and un understood was local area marketing and so you know sometimes it's it's being able to uh, be able to for an expert is to be able to make some of those transitions from you know i'm a local coach or i'm a low you know if i'm wanting to elevate my brand is um, sometimes they may have some a little bit of understanding about how I market myself locally, but what you've done now is you've started to help people sort of go a little bit bigger, access this like more online, build your message. Is, would that be right? So like you, what I love about what you do is you kind of got that remit of local right through to to national, and if not international, if they really want to do that. Yeah, that very much so. So my uh, the local area marketing uh, came out of franchising. So um, and that was the, uh, for me was the ability to work with. I had seventeen um, or varied between seventeen in my local patch to one hundred and seventy when it was uh, the national patch. Was working with the different personalities, working with some fundamentals, but trying to get the fundamentals to work to the personalities. So it was you know understanding the individual and their inner genius. And then how their patch works, so how the, the, the specifics of their particular local area ticked, uh, which was often different across the board, as it is with our speakers and our coaches, their audience is different, uh, the way the states operate differently, um, and those sorts of things. So it was understanding how they can uh, elevate, as you said, um, their exposure in the local area marketing, uh, local area market, then understand how they naturally operate. 
Um, and coming in with fresh eyes like I, I can do, I do, I tend to see the opportunities that they can't see that are right in front of them because they're, they're so in their, in their stuff or in their thing. Um, so it's being able to leverage that and that then helps me, uh, helps provide the catalyst to that, that bigger reach that they're looking for. Right. And Sally, so how is, um, you know, you've, you've brought in this expert to influence a methodology. As I said, you're, you're the person who, one of our, our very earliest adopter and, uh, and you've taken it and run with it. So what made you, you know, you've obviously had a lot of experience in marketing and for those who are listening, are kind of some I find are people who have gone, you know, I don't necessarily, I feel like I, I haven't got as, as much digital skills, so I'm needing to build up my digital skills or they might have certain areas of marketing that they've kind of been able to work on and now they sort of want to expand. But in terms of your practice, like you obviously had great, great experience, great clients. And so what was the evolution and what made you start to look at, say, the expert influencer methodology and how it applied to your practice? Yeah, so for me, I've um, the big thing was I'd had success. I'd worked mm -hmm. with some of the, some great clients. Um, I've created some great results. In reality, I probably didn't know what I was doing. I was just absolutely just doing my thing. I was in that zone, um, which was great. Um, but instinctively, I also knew that there there was more to it there was more to me there was more to what I could do um, and I think when we first met that and I came along you said to me why why why, why are you here and I said because I've got gaps um, I knew I had gaps but I probably honestly really didn't even know what they were yeah um, so with the expert uh, to influence uh, fundamentals it actually gave me that the clear foundations of what was required to build a practice, whether that practice was for myself or, and or for my clients. And then across that, for me, I've been able to marry uh, where my inner genius sits in all of those areas and then been able to systemize and then maximize in those areas. So for example, the network and search, um, it was all about LinkedIn and the strategy that you do for that. Well, I was all over that because then I could actually build a, a system and a productization around that. And the same with the local area marketing and the visibility and how you set events up and all those sorts of things. So it not only filled my gaps, it leveraged my inner genius and my skills that I could then productize in a number of different ways and then being able to expand in different ways and be a greater service and create, uh, create results that I could, that were repeatable. Right. So you already had some really good stuff. It was now sort of plugging this in into sort of complementing, I suppose, into what you already had, but also now being able to see the marketing skills that you have and where it sits in the methodology. So you could kind of go, well, I play my expertise place here and they could still be able to make some choices around some other areas and you could still guide them, but you didn't necessarily have to you know implement all that stuff for them because you've got to got a bit of a balance of advisory or mentoring if you like and coaching as well as a little bit of something done for you if people have are a bit stuck on things yeah correct right? yeah very much so so it's that cross between coach and sort of agency or strategic agency or and, and that's that problem solving fits across the top so when a client comes and that they've got um, some clients have got no team and they're needing somebody to implement some stuff or they're wanting to set up a team 
or they're just wanting to tap into a team that's uh, that's trained that can get the stuff done for them. So with the within the fundamentals, I can look at the fundamentals and have a very uh, clear conversation with them. This is why I love the diagnostic tool, is I can have a clear conversation around, well, this is what the diagnostics has said um, what areas do you feel you're needing to work on right now for the type of growth you're right you're needing and then I can put then I can put something into play for them right. um, so that's more of the strategy and then other times it's just the hey can you set up uh, um, XYZ for me because I don't know how to do it and I don't want to know how to do it I just yeah. want somebody to do it yeah yeah it's really just trying to keep people in that genius and so that they don't have to worry is that energy and time is better off spent for them in um, spending more time unpacking their ip spending the time on their knowledge writing books writing their blogs go get that stuff moving um so you've yeah I, what i love about what you've got um one is that your approach with clients is total care so you have you are such an advocate for your clients like you and and the beauty of that is I think as part of being part of the E2I community is that I think that's something that comes up a lot with the um, practitioners that we've got is particularly people like yourself that have their own practices. We know that one, they're going to be assessed properly. And if anything, sometimes I've assessed them and I've gone, well, here's the report, you know, and to be able to refer to a, to a practitioner like yourself where you know they're going to get looked after, you know that they're going to be able to identify those gaps because when we're working with experts, we don't have, you know, they don't have a, an endless pit of money and mm. equally neither do we. So, you know, we're also as much the case study, aren't we, going through the E2I methodology as we are with working with our clients. So what I, I think is, is valuable that's different, I don't know if you find this, but, you know, sometimes you can do a certification in something like a Myers-Briggs or, a, um, you know, or a, um, I don't know, leadership circle type. So you can do all these sort of different certifications and um, sometimes you're, you're understanding the methodology or you're understanding the certification, but you're not actually applying it in your own practice all the time for yourself so but you are your own case study almost doing being a practitioner aren't you so you're kind of walking your talk really when it comes to not that you have to be perfect at all the 12 skills it's more about that conscious choice that you're making choices that are right for you yeah yeah, very much so. And I think that for me, being my own best case study and, and doing going through the certification uh, with some smaller clients and sort of really ramping my own uh, my own business up and getting some of that stuff into play in a much more consistent manner and then going, oh, wow, well, look at that result. Oh, wow, okay. And then sort of seeing that and then being, have, being able to have those sto stories to share with people and then going, okay, if I had my time again, how would I do that different? What would I do to improve that? Um, and that's where that, for me, uh, clearly systems orientated and reverse en engineering things to maximise it, basically to get back to the party. Um, yes. So that's been um, being my own best case study and seeing the results uh, of the, all of the fundamentals within that um, used at different times in unison with other ones, uh, yeah. dropping the ball with others and sort of picking, you know, you know then uh, when you talk to a client or when you look at the diagnostic and then talk to the client, you can almost go, okay, if I was going to have to only pick three, I'd go with that one, that one and that yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's enabled me to 
adapt with very strong fundamentals that make a really big impact and difference to the client, but mm. not have to create a cookie cutter, cutter model of this is what you must do. Yes. Um, if that make if that makes sense, so yeah. it, it creates more as opposed to limits me. Yeah, I love that because you know the modes of delivery. Like you could be working with the business manager, or you could be working, and sometimes they've got a capability internally that they go, well, actually, you know, my business manager's already got, you know, the database under control and you go, awesome, keep going with that. You don't have, I'm not going to waste my time, energy, effort. I'll just maybe have a quick look to make sure that what you've got is right. But let's mm. not reinvent the wheel. You're already doing that really well. Let's look at the next lot of low hanging fruit. And so you sort of, I guess what you're saying is you can cherry pick the pieces out, you know, because I don't know about you, Sally, as a marketer, I know for me, when I started my practice, which is, you know, why the methodology was built, I, I just got sick of people saying, well, I don't know, you just got to try it. You just got to see what works. You just got to see what happens. And I was like, and for most of us, like, and experts, you know, they've, they're like, I can't afford for this to fail. Like, I, I've put my heart and soul in this. I've left my job. We, we don't, you know, like, we can't really afford to just try something and hope it works. You kind of need something that you can have... Um, I guess that uh, conviction with and mm. confidence that you know as a practitioner exactly where to start with someone depending on that result or the report that comes through, yeah? Yeah, very much so. And I think for me that's why I've really loved it and stepped into it so well, having done so much personal development and doing all of the programs and, and been a lifelong learner. Um, mm. You know, there's a point where you can learn You've, you've done enough learning, but you need to implement, but you've still got gaps. Um, so for me, and that can be, that's an, a horrid cycle to get on. I've been on, I've been on that. Um, you waste an awful lot of time and probably money, certainly money in my case, and you sort of, you're not getting anywhere. And it's sort of like, I need this to work, but you're not sure why it's not working. And it's just because you're on this treadmill. Whereas with the, um, the 12 key areas, it's sort of like, this is it. This is the blueprint. Now let's just choreograph what's relevant for you right now. Um, yeah. And with the difference of, as you sort of said with me working with either the speaker or the business manager or overseeing the VA, the, the common question is, okay, what does it need to look like or what does it need to be to be easy for you? You yes. as, as in the business manager, great. What does it need to look like or be for you as a speaker and how do you need to make that work together? That's where I can then come in and go, okay, well, what we need to do, if you're already doing that bit, as you said, or I need, I can come in and choreograph over the top of this and that'll help, help yes. things move along. Yeah, and I, that's what I love about your approach is that you always has, have such advocacy for people, like you're always looking at, and I think that's, I think for those who are thinking about being a practitioner is that it does take that level of advocacy is you, you really are, you can't take for granted that these people are in a vulnerable position and that they've they put their heart and soul into their business and they're taking a lot of risk um, and carrying a lot of risk to make it work. So it really does take that level of um, care and advocacy to really think on their behalf because they quite often don't necessarily have the right questions to ask or know what they're looking for to be able to to contribute to the level that um, that you do. So I just love that you, and it takes that mindset is that you've got to, yeah, this is yeah, this program is not about me. This is about how it how it will work for you. What will get you a return? Yes. Even sometimes what they can afford to spend. So you go okay. Well, based on what you're spending, here's where the 
here's where your low-hanging fruit are, here's where we'll start, get the results there, and then we'll worry about the next bit after that. Yeah, organic um, forward movement. I love that. I love it. It's spot on. I love that. Yes. So, Sally, in terms of one of the questions I get asked a lot is how, how long it takes to do. And I say to people, well, you could take a week to do it if, you've, if you really want to get in and do the E2I certification and you've got a lot of things at your fingertips and you, or some could take a year just to, it's really pretty self-paced. Um, but in terms of what you found, how long did it um, take you? I mean, you're so, you're the kind of person who likes to get something finished and get it done. Um, so you're, uh, and for a lot of us that are marketers are like that. So, um, how long did, did it take you? What did you find through the process of, um, being able to source, like you said, you were case study on some things, clients were case studies, like just for you to pull the um, portfolio together. Mm. Um, I, uh, I remember starting it going, I'm going to get this thing nailed really quickly. Um, and then went, oh okay, I need to do a little bit more in depth there. That's a little bit too, too superficial. So for me, it really, um, it, took me, it, it took me the 12 months. Yeah. It took me using, using it and understanding it um, and also systemising it slightly along the way. Yes. I really thought I was going to get it nailed in three months um, yeah. because I thought I could pull stuff together. I'm glad I didn't because I'm glad I took the time to actually be the best case study for myself yes. for self-confidence for clarity and then being able to um, understand the processes um, what if I was do anything different um, again I'd probably now look back I'd probably systemize more uh, or in that I'd systemize I'd work out what I was doing so I could go okay and just put some of that stuff in in place sooner as opposed to having to go back and doing rework I'm not a fan as uh, yes. fan of my own rework, I'd like to try and things do, do the, them along the way. In saying that, though, I probably couldn't have done that until I got to the end and looked back. Yes. Yeah. Job says, you know, you, you can't see it retrospectively look back, then you can see. Yes. Uh, but for me, it was uh, it was a great process to actually pull it all to uh, pull it all together. Um, to then see it all and then work, really see the journey of evolution and, and, and really see where the trigger points were for, in my own practice and for those that I'd done little parts of the, um, the portfolio with. Yeah, yeah. that's great because I think one of the things that I've been mindful of when building it was to set practitioners up for success that they, uh, I think what I find different with some methodologies is that as a practitioner, you can't start using the tools until you have the stamp. And that always frustrated me And because they're like, well, how am I going to learn? And so I, did you find, because I know something that, that, um, that for yourself that we, and a lot of the other practitioners is what we do a bit different is to say, well, you know what, if you, as soon as you sign up, you've got access to everything is just start using it. You might not have your stamp straight away, but just start using it so that you can get the practice and you can start working on it with clients because, you know, then you do, you're not waiting 12 months to access all the materials. You can just start working with it, sign clients up, just start. If, because a lot of those, like a practice like yours, is you already had some really great relationships and started working with those people. And you, you it's sort of more like, did you find that, 
um, that because that was sort of increased, like you said, your uh, your confidence and your conviction around using it anyway, because you were able to just start applying it with the clients you already had. You didn't have to wait. Yeah. And, even, and particularly when you're in a practice on your own, if, even for like yourself and myself, is that we've got the same challenges is, you know, trying to throw a certification on top of what you're doing. If you can't, if you've got to do all this work before you can even get the stamp, that just, it doesn't help you to keep growing your practice as you're learning. Um, did you find that that was useful or did you feel like you needed the, the stamp to feel start like to have start working with it? Or did you find that you were able to just start using some of the tools straight away? No, certainly being able to use the tools uh, straight, going through the, the curriculum, starting to be able to use the tools like the diagnostic, uh, understanding what that was really saying, working with some clients on a couple of areas uh, based on what it was saying and then going, oh, actually, if we'd done this a little bit different or now that not, now that I've seen forward movement with that, uh, that, that element for you, um, based on what I'm seeing you do, let's just do it like this. So being able to... Uh, learn and tweak uh, to see where the improvements were was absolutely gold uh, for me and you I couldn't have done that had I had to wait for the certification I would have maybe even missed those learning opportunities had I had to yeah yeah and Sally what's been the biggest shift for you in your practice since you've been using the methodology like um, in terms of the type of clients you don't have to go into revenue but even even like as your revenue increased like you know what have you noticed and then for you personally just in terms of you you as a for your own development yeah so very much from a um, from a business or practice perspective it's absolutely the productization um so um prior to doing the certification i was just good at lots of different stuff but i couldn't uh, label it and i, I couldn't ex uh, necessarily explain it Whereas yeah. overlaid over the fundamentals, I've got very specific things in the, in the four categories that I do within my own zone uh, of the inner genius. So the ability to be able to product, productize that and go, right, well, I'm really good, as an example, if I use the LinkedIn again, um, yeah. really good and I understand LinkedIn and I've been using lead, uh, LinkedIn for lead generation and networking network. In my word, it was networking networks. Now yes. I naturally know it's lead generation <laughs> um, and that that's, that's actually an art form and that um, I do it in a very, very humanised, very connecting, connected way. And that's how I then tie digital into local area marketing. Yes. Um, so that became a very strong product um, uh, or product um, offering uh, potential at the time. And the other one was that I can see um, uh, the repurpose opportunities of people that have got lots of content that don't know what to do with it and they want some visibility, but they've just got stuff, mm -hmm. uh, lots and lots of content is, is working out, okay, well, how do I turn... We, we talk, we've talked about, you know, turning one piece of content into lots of different things. Well, I can see that I can see that one into 15 really easy and I can, um, again, uh, direct or uh, create that content. So people have got a, a library of assets of different things that they can then use. And then with that systemization, I can go right based on your big keywords and your big key folders. Here's some content that we can repurpose. So it's building some of those assets. Would I have known that? before doing the program? Uh, the, uh, absolutely not, I would have had no clue. So that's just sort of two really quick examples of how I can sort of branch into some productization and specialization for 
specific things when it comes to marketing my own business that I can say, hey, I do this thing really, really well. I still do the whole lot, but, you know, there's people that will come in for different different reasons. Yes. And then in terms of your your growth, so it sounds like just in terms of, like, you know, you seeing opportunities, not just for other people, but seeing opportunities for yourself, leveraging your expertise that you already had, so being able to, like you said, productize that and go, okay, now I can see that people find things easier to buy when they're productized. Um, and I love that you talked about you've got four key areas. Of, you've got identified even that out of your practice. So you like instead of uh, fixing everything, um, uh, you know, sometimes that's the challenge that we're so good at what we do. We end up, and if, when you're known as just, just ring Sally, she'll fix it. Just ring Sally. You know, it's like that, take it to a busy person because it'll get done. It's, you know, Sally's the kind of person she'll find a way. Even if she doesn't know how to do it, she'll work it out. And, you know, you have such high trust factor with your clients, which is terrific. And then in terms of your, your practice growth overall, in terms of um, like revenue, has it, would you say you've had an increase in your revenue? Like, like, what does that look like? Does it? You've had, you've, you've obviously starting now to create an agency as well. You've got team coming on. What is all? You know, share what you're open to sharing. Um, yeah. What does that mean for you? So for me, it was uh, in the very beginning. It was me and hourly rate. Um, so I replaced, um, just effectively created another job. So with that product productization. And for me personally, the um, the clarity of what it was that I actually did special do especially well, yeah. uh, and then being able to easy to, being easy to buy and seeing the confidence and the clarity then in the customer, um, it just really really helped me um, be confident in my own abilities, and therefore I could go. I, was able to build the, uh, the business. So yes, the business has grown. It's gone from me. Um, last year we had um, we had between three and seven on, depending on what we were doing uh, with staff. Um, and now I'm just uh, just changing the models, the agency side of the business a little bit more. So I've still got the coaching side and the strategy side. And the agency side is more of that implementation on, on very specific areas. Coming back to the four, I've got the, yeah. have the stream. So just building that out at the moment. So that's sort of the, um, the focus, uh, was fo focused for later in the year, but it's actually ended up speeding up because of some of the inquiries that are coming in. And again, that's uh, for me as a marketer, that's going, oh, that was what I was wanting, speed to market. Okay, well, now I need to actually need to do this because I can be of greater service right now in this area to people because I get it. Yeah. And I, and I understand it enough to be able to, to be able to then put a team in place because I've done the work yeah. and I've, uh, understa I've uh, understand it and I've systemized it. So then that just seems to be the next autom automatic step for me is being able to uh, duplicate and clone myself. Yes, and <laughs> exactly because you know we and this is what creates such empathy for our clients is that we go okay well <laughs> well I get it I'm going through it myself so you know we we're on that journey with them quite often so um so that's terrific. What has it also meant for you, Sally, in terms of like you're in a community obviously. Um, and you're super busy, so we don't always necessarily see um, all the practitioners' faces pop up all the time. But, but having the, I guess, um, the community of, of experts, uh, sorry, community of um, uh, practitioners 
um, you know, in terms of the long-term support, one of the things that I get asked a little bit about is, okay, so do I do this and then I don't hear from anybody ever again? Is it like some people go, what if I have a question? Um, what if I don't know how to do something in particular? I don't know how to talk to a certain client or, you know, so what's been your experience in terms of like, if you're stuck, some people do ask me about that. What have you found with that? Um, community's awesome. One of the notes uh, that I did write down for myself was tap into the community more. So that uh, when it comes to, is there any advice I'd give anybody? Yes, tap into the community more. I wish I'd done more of that. Yeah. Um, um, the community is super, super duper supportive. Um, no question's a silly question because we've all asked them and that's where the greatest lessons come from. Yes. Um, and yet you're, you're obviously you're in there with the information that you're tapping in. My coaching clients that have tapped into the, to the program, that's the very first thing that I say, tap into this because there's, Jane's got super information in there. Ask questions, share, you know, if buts and examples of things you're trying to determine what you should or shouldn't do because everyone um, gives feedback. Uh, which is constructive and also based on the same fundamentals that you're working on. So it's un they understand the journey that you're on. So it's not just uh, opinion. Uh, it's actually well-founded, well-based opinion on the traveling that same journey. So I think that's been the, um, the real key element of, of what I've been uh, experiencing and what I now share with my community as well in relation to your community. Yeah, look, I, I, that was one of the goals out of the program was to really help practitioners not feel as alone because, you know, the other challenge is, is that everything changes so fast when you're in the marketing game. You know, like you know that in when some of it's digital, so algorithms changed and, you know, all these things just go so fast that you, what you're actually needing to do is to tap into people who are using parts of the methodology mm. in certain ways that, may or may not be like um, the type, like there could be, you could have one client that you go, I haven't seen this before. And so you're like, now what do I do? So but to be able to go to someone else who's perhaps, you know, like I think um, some, it might be an area of it that you go, well, I, you know, I can do the basics in that, but you're not relied on, you know, to know all 12 skills mm. inside out, back to front, because it's likely that somebody in the group has probably implemented some of that to a certain extent, or maybe that's the specific area they've gone to town on because, you know, maybe their practice is doing over a million dollars a year. So they've had more practice at that, or maybe you know, like a podcast. So for example, like someone like Oscar Trimboli who's in the group, who's, you know, in the top being one is in the top 10 Australian podcasts in the country. Um, he's just interviewed James Clear. Um, you know, so someone like that, you can go, oh, someone's thinking about doing a podcast you don't have to be a guru in podcasting. I think Oscar even put up in the group a couple of weeks or last week, um, uh, you know, the ultimate podcasting guide that he came across and that he follows. And like, so I guess it, you, and this is often a question that sometimes comes up with, with people that reach out to me. So they will say, um, I feel like my dig I feel like I've come they sometimes have come out of corporate or they've come out of like yourself, like it might be local area marketing or other certain areas and aspects of marketing. They go, I just feel like I don't have the digital skills, but I don't know if I can learn Facebook ads. I don't know if I can learn SEO. I don't know if I can learn, you know, to do all these things. Um, have you felt like that you've that you've been under pressure to learn all those things? But in your case, you sort of is it sort of sitting a bit more strategic and high level and go, okay, here's what you need to do or yeah. what have you found? 
So very much from the community perspective, it's absolutely is a brain, brain's trust. It's a great place to be able to ask questions. Uh, from my perspective, um, I haven't, um, I don't want to learn Facebook ads and I don't want to do the, uh, <laughs> SEO and all those sorts of things. I couldn't think of anything worse. But what I do know is, A, if I need a, a local expert within our community, I can probably find one. If yeah. I need, and I, from a networking the networks and the way I work with my agency, I know I can find somebody that's got the relevant skills. Yeah. So that's where, from that strict strategy point of view, I know what needs to be done and I know roughly what the tool is, yeah. um, but I'm very clear on how that needs to look, feel and be for the essence of that speaker. I yeah. just need somebody that um, can do the implementation Yes. Under instruction. Right. Yep. Yes. Because you're the translator, right? Because yep. you're going, yeah, here are the questions. So it's not necessarily you have to get bogged down into doing it. But again, it's a big part's advocacy is mm. that you're actually, if the client needs, and it's also about sustainability too, isn't it? Like you're wanting your client to be, to have this so it's sustainable in their practice in the long term. Mm. So if somebody comes in to do SEO, like it's like, okay, well, you're better off to be paying this person $100 for, you know, for them to do the SEO, 150 to do the SEO on a landing page or whatever. So you go, yeah, not necessarily my expertise and not worth the time your expertise, but here's the purpose behind it. So as opposed to the expert trying to go, I don't know why I'm doing SEO again and I don't know what I need it to do. And those keywords, I don't know, those keywords don't really match what I sell. And, and yeah. then next thing, the SEO person's going, oh, well, what are you trying to sell? And these keywords, you know, that, but maybe you should use these keywords. So you've got this confusion, confusion. <laughs> goes on. And so um, have you found that, that you've been able to sort of, I guess, stay in that translation space because of the advocacy that you're working for that client? So it's, it's just knowing the right questions to ask on their behalf, really, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Uh, and that's pro probably where the greatest clarity, um, and that's been a great insight just from our conversation today, is understanding, okay, well, I need it to do this. Yes. I need to ask the customer uh, or the client, what does that need to look like for them based on who they're serving? Yeah. Right, great. Now I understand that. Now I need to find the right person that has the synergy to, and the adaptability to work from that space because again it's about energy matching and all those sorts of things that I could you know you can find three people that can do the job but if they don't understand the essence of the, the person and the end result we're trying to achieve then that might they might not be a right fit from a speed or efficiency perspective or an output perspective so it's that translate it's almost translator and mediator yeah yeah, yeah probably, that's a way to put it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I think it can be for a practitioner, they it can get a little bit nervous that, okay, I've got to learn how to do all these exact things. And it's not so much, you're not turning into a active campaign expert or a MailChimp expert, or a, it's more knowing where you can get your hands on people if you have to, and you're just keeping the guardrails on mm. and being able to help them just stay focused and not lose I think some clients can kind of end up in shining new objects and, you know, you're trying to just hold the space for them so that they're not losing time, money, energy on mm. things that won't work. Cause then they go, Oh, I had this good idea and you know, you do this and you're like, mm, let's come back oh. to the plan. Don't do that. <laughs> um, 
So I think you've covered everything I wanted to ask you today, um, Sally. So if you had any other advice or anything for anyone who's thinking about becoming a E2I practitioner, is there anything else you would have advice for them? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, just do it because uh, you never know. Gold's going to come out of it. You never know what your gold will be. Your gold will be different uh, to mine. Yes. Um, but out of that gold comes uh, comes magic for you in your in your uh, special way. So I would absolutely do it. I'd do it sooner rather than uh, later. So don't wait. Take the opportunity because um, it's all it's all there for you, and it really really does make a, a really big difference. Um, so definitely give it a give it a whirl. Thank you, Sally. Um, I know how busy you are and really appreciate you jumping on today. Um, there's some people who even may be listening today who even need your help as an E2I practitioner. Um, so if they want to get in touch with you or if they want to um, follow you, where are they best to go? Yep, uh, best place is obviously LinkedIn. That's my little playground. Yep. Uh, so LinkedIn, at uh, which is Sally A. Curtis. Yes. Um, and then Facebook, it's uh, I. I'm Sally A. Curtis, so I, I am Sally A. Curtis. Yes. Um, obviously, they can call me 0407 607 809 um, and find me more than happy to have a conversation with people and just help, help them have that forward movement, keep those guardrails on and keep their focus on the racetrack. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Sally. So for those who are listening, I'm going to put Sally's details in with the podcast so you can jump on the website, you can go follow Sally. Make sure you follow her because she's such a great advocate for people and, um, and if you need someone in your corner who really cares and can be your eyes and ears when you're maybe a little bit lost with all this, or equally to go and keep you in your genius so you don't have to worry as much about it, but you know someone's got your back. Mm. Um, Sally's the one uh, that you'd want to connect with. So thank you again for jumping on today, Sally. You've kept you a little bit over time and, uh, and really appreciate you jumping on. You're more than welcome. Thank you very much, Jane. Thank you.